And we're continuing on our, our series, Jesus Said. Everybody say, Jesus Said. How many of you know you probably should pay attention to what Jesus said? Um, how many of you did your homework? Good, good. That was Matthew 5, 6, and 7. You can do that again this week for extra credit. But I specifically want you to zero in on the Lord's Prayer. And it's in Matthew 6, uh, verse 8 through about 14 or 15. And next week, we're going to really zero in on that, on this model prayer. And um, some great, great takeaway from that. But let's just dive in here today. Um, and I'm going to begin reading in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. We're going to read a number of verses here and let them kind of speak uh, to us. Because uh, as a matter of fact, it's called... Jesus said, and here's some things that Jesus said. And I think before Tim says something about what Jesus said, let's hear what Jesus said. Y'all with me? So we start in Matthew 6, verse 1. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, so it's going to be a little more uh, punch to it here. It starts out with this. Watch out. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the, lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And actually that has to do with... Uh, it's not literal. You couldn't do that. You know, your left hand not know what your right hand's doing unless you have a real bad disorder. Um, but it's really about not calling attention to it. You're doing such a, a, an effort to not call attention to it. Um, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Verse 5, when you pray... Don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting, except your Father, who knows what you do in private, and your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Jesus is drawing some contrast here on some things that we should be doing. I would submit to you that the list is not complete. These are for instances. These are some good things to do. Almsgiving or giving to uh, those that would be in need. Prayer, fasting. And that's certainly not all the list, but these are acts of righteousness. These are right things to be doing. Um, and he gives us some contrasts of the right way and wrong way to do it. Ultimately, any of these efforts and others that would be related are going to do two things. Okay, ready for this? They're going to be about helping others or they're going to be about uh, some act of devotion toward God. So in our helping others and acts of devotion toward God, 
we find out this, that there are some things that we're going to do, follow this, that are unavoidably public. You can't help it. There are things you're going to do other people are going to see. Okay? Now pay attention to that because we're going to add something to that in a moment. So some things we do are unavoidably public, and there are other things that are exclusively private. Did you hear that? It's real important you get this. Some things we do, they happen to be public, unavoidably. Other things are exclusively private, and I'm sure there's things in between. What we have to do, what we must make great effort to do, is to focus in not just on what we're doing, but why are we doing this and how are we doing this. And I'll go ahead and shoot to the chase for you this morning. The why, the what, the how, all so that we can bring glory to God. Okay? And that's what Jesus is after here. Now, let's, let's break this down a little bit. If we go back into uh, chapter 5, verse 16, in the same sermon... Jesus says this, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Well, it seems like a contradiction here because we, we read first of all that he said, don't do these things to be seen. Then we see him make sure they see them. So it feels a little bit like a contradiction unless you do a careful reading. We'll look at verse 16 again. He says, let your light so shine before men that, or literally so that they may see your good works, but don't stop right there, that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So there are some things that are unavoidably public that you're, you're going to do. You're not doing them. Get this. They might be seen, but you're not doing them to be seen. They're unavoidably, you know, noticeable, but you're to do them in such a way. Let your light so shine. That when you do those things, not only do they see your good works, don't stop right there. The completion of what he said is that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So there are things that we're going to do that nobody sees. And that's for the glory of our father in heaven. And there are things that we're going to do that people are going to see. And what purifies that is our motive, our what, our how, our why is to make sure that we're bringing glory to our father in heaven. Are you with me so far? Now, Jesus keeps referring to hypocrites here. And in all of this, that a hypocrite, um, they do things, and and the embodiment of a hypocrite in Jesus' day uh, were the scribes and Pharisees. And if you've been reading those three chapters, you see those guys showing up all the time. Interesting to me, he says scribes and Pharisees, and then numerous times right after that, he goes, you hypocrites. And what they're doing, they're doing things, but they're doing things to be seen. They're doing things to be noticed. They're doing things to try to impress people around them, call attention to themselves. Which brings us to the big question of no matter what we do, who is going to get the credit? Who is going to get the attention and ultimately the glory? Because everything, and church get this, everything's about glory. Uh, fusses that you would have in the workplace really about that was my idea or I should have got promoted or how come they're getting credit for this or somebody cut in front of me in line or this or that. Everything really is about glory and getting credit. And this is what you need to know. Everything is about that. That's what, that's why Lucifer got kicked out. 
Everything is, is about that. And here's the bottom line thing that you need to know. All glory belongs to God. Say it with me. All glory belongs to God. Now, don't let that be some religious phrase far off from you. Listen, this happens right in your life constantly and continuously. You need to know that all glory belongs to God. And there's going to be a constant need to monitor that in your life so that all glory goes to God. We just saw it. It was so refreshing, too, in the in the recent Olympics. Uh, one of our U.S. Olympians, gold medalist, gymnast, uh, Gabby Douglas. And she said this, and I'll read her quote. She says, I give all the glory to God. Glory goes up to him and blessing falls down on me. I think that's awesome. Uh, in the same Olympics, Olympics, you got some people that put a mic in front of their face. I'm the best. I'm the fastest. I'm awesome. Do you see my abs? I mean, you got, you got all that going on and you got this precious little girl who's been taught well and it clicks for her. I give the glory to God and blessings come down on me. And no matter what you think about it, let me tell you this, try it. You should try it. All glory belongs to God. Let me read you a number of scriptures here. In Psalm 96, verse 7. Y'all out there? Psalm 96, verse 7, it says, Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples, give to the Lord glory and strength. Psalm 96, verse 8, Give to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Psalm 115, verse 1, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to Your name give glory because of Your mercy, because of Your truth. Romans eleven thirty six for of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Revelation four eleven you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Revelation 19 verse one. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Alleluia. Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. And then Isaiah 42, verse 8, it says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give or share with another, nor my praise to carved images. All glory belongs to God. Could I get an amen on that? Now, To tie in and to take us somewhere on here, nine times in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus mentions rewards. And so I want to look at rewards a little bit. Rewards really has to do with wages. It's a payday. Uh, In school, it's your report card. And there's a lot to look at regarding rewards. We've always rewarded our children um, when they get good grades. We have report card prizes. You know, and sometimes it's something they need or something that they just want and we'll do that. And whatever your philosophy is on that, um, it's not the only thing that we've done, but it's one of the things we've done and we believe in it. And all my kids have made great grades just, just all the way through. Um, part of that is they're also genetically smart from their mother's side of the family, but, but um, that helps. But what, re- what gets rewarded gets repeated. And so rewards have a real place in things. Most of what we do is for some 
kind of reward, what's in it for me. But we've got to be careful concerning this. And nine times it's mentioned. And if you recall in verse uh, chapter 6, verse 2, Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, they've received all the reward they will ever get. In Matthew 23, verse 5, it says everything they do is for show. And so really what they want, what a hypocrite wants in this sense is they want to be admired. They want to be noticed. They want to draw attention to themselves. And do you know what that is? That's a reward. A reward is recognition. A reward is, is acknowledgement. If you get a trophy, if you get a certificate, you win a prize, you get a patch, you get a, a, a cash award, a pin, whatever else. What is that other than it's acknowledgement, it's recognition that you did something. Uh, you applaud for something, and that's fine. Uh, it's fine that we have that within our society. I think it encourages people, but we have to be careful when we're doing things to help others. And in our efforts in devotion toward God, we've got to be careful about this whole reward thing. What reward do we really want? And who do we really want it from? And Jesus cautions over and over again that when you do what you do and you're doing it to be seen, then that's all the reward you're going to get. The other day we were in traffic and, and I, we were trying to see what's going on up there because the road just didn't look right. And a car had broke down and two guys, there were two trucks and guys had hopped out of both those trucks and gone and pushed that car out of the way and helped them get over out of the street and get into, you know, in, into a parking lot. And that, that was a good deed. Amen. Well, what, and I noticed it and we commented, you know, in, in the car. You know, wow, that, that was that was nice because a couple guys had a couple cars got over there and helped somebody. And that was a good thing. But what if those guys, after they'd done it, because we're feeling all warm and fuzzy about it, oh, that was a good thing. What if they, after they'd done it, they go. <laughs> you know what we would have thought? Would have taken it away. But you know what? That would have been all the reward they got. And I don't know these guys and I don't know their heart, but hopefully they were doing that in such a way to not only help somebody, but also to bring some glory to God in a way. Now, that's the only reward that these would receive. He said, there you go. That's all you're going to get. And it's probably the only one that they were looking for. Or you can desire reward from your father in heaven. And... I think that's what we're after, but still a reward is not a trophy. It's not a cash prize. It's not, you know, a, a certificate or something, but it is even from God. Listen to me. Even from God, the reward that we receive from him is acknowledgement, recognition, approval from God. And that feels good. The reward that I think all of us should be after we find in Matthew 25 verse 21. It's also in 23. Where, and I don't know how this looks, but in my mind sometimes I'm sitting across from Jesus at the end of the whole everything. I'm sitting across from Jesus, across from his desk. I don't know if he has a desk. And I want to hear this. This would be the reward. Well done. Good and faithful, sir. You've been faithful over a few things and make you rule over many. Enter into the joy of my salvation. You know what he's saying? He's just saying, attaboy. I'm proud of you. That's good. Awesome. And, and you know what? I... We like that from people, but I'm telling you what, don't get confused on that. Make sure that we're out to get that from our Heavenly Father and from Jesus himself. Amen? Now, 
Jesus is saying, do good deeds, but do them in such a way that your heavenly father can reward you so that we can hear that well done. Now, part of what Jesus is after too is he wants our lives to be free from hypocrisy. And so let's delve into this just a little bit more. What is a a hypocrite here? And they were embodied in his teaching as scribes and Pharisees. And I told you, he would say, you scribes, you Pharisees, you hypocrites. Well, a hypocrite is a pretender. A hypocrite is an actor. They act the part. There's a contradiction between what, what is reality and what appears to be. But I think that it does us well to look a little bit further. And I think there's at least two brands or breeds of hypocrites. And the first would be this, those that are fakers and deceivers and manipulators. And you have those in the earth today. But the other kind I think is more common and it's these that I don't think they deliberately deceive. It's that they're self-deceived. So consequently, they're not trying to deceive people. They are, but they're not trying to deceive people, but they're self-deceived. And they're even sincere. Think about the Pharisees. They were sincere and they're even uh, zealous. You know, they're they're not just uh, uh, sincere. They're also enthusiastic, if I can put it that way. You know what it reminds me of? How many of you have watched American Idol? The auditions. And sometimes you have some people come and audition and they'll show them, they go, why are you here? Because I'm going to be the next American Idol. And we find out in a few moments, they're self-deceived. Yes. They're sincere, they're enthusiastic, but they're horrible, dog. You know with me? But in a more serious way here, what happens with this Self-deceived, sincere, even enthusiastic. Scripture talks about them having a zeal. But here's the thing. They miss the point. And when you miss the point, then you're going to focus on the wrong things. And they end up a hypocritical. And this is, should be broadening your view of what a hypocrite is. When you approach things in that way, when you're, when you're out for the wrong things, in it for the wrong reasons, focused on the wrong things, then you're going to mess this thing up. And here's what you'll do. You'll focus on externals where God looks where? He looks inside. You'll focus on externals. And the other thing that will will happen is this. You'll focus also on minutia. You'll focus on tiny, precise little details that really, really don't matter. But you just get so every jot and tittle about everything. You get so uptight about it all. They, for example, the, the Pharisees would take, and it, it, to me, I think it would take a magnifying glass and tweezers. But they would count the little leaves on their spices. And count the leaves so they know exactly how much to tithe. And then Jesus said to him at one point, he says, you know what? You guys strain at a gnat, but you swallow a camel. He said that. And it's like you get so focused on the wrong thing that really doesn't matter that you miss the whole deal. That God is amazing. And if we just live our life to try to glorify him, it's going to work out way better than if you're all uptight. We sang that song this morning. I know I still make mistakes. How many of you still make, make mistakes? It's all of us. I saw people with two hands too, you know. We all all still make mistakes. 
But you know what? We're not ruled out because we still make mistakes. If our heart is, I, I just want to please you, God. I want to serve you, God. I'm trying. Ah, I messed that up again. But your heart keeps you in the right direction. And you don't focus so much on the externals, but you focus more on the internal. Why am I doing this? And I want to please God. And I want, I want to do this in a pure way. And when you do that, I'll tell you what, God can go a long way with you. But if you get focused on the wrong thing on the outside, you're going to live so frustrated and you're going to frustrate people around you. Now, here's, here's part of the hard part of that. In Matthew 23, it says this in verse 13. It says, but woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. In, in Luke's uh, rendering of this, Luke says this, that you take away the keys of knowledge to the kingdom. The imagery in a lot of the gospels concerning the kingdom is that it's like a big walled city with a gate, with a key. And here's the thing. When you live in this way, when you fail to realize that this is really about glory and giving God glory. And when you fail to realize this is not about you or I and getting attention to us. And when you fail to realize that this is about helping others in devotion toward God. When you fail to do that, you're going to focus on the wrong things. And when you do that, Jesus said, you're not going to enter the kingdom. And here's the worst. That's horrible that you wouldn't enter the kingdom. But here's what's even worse. And you're going to hinder others from coming into the kingdom. And and that's why we've got to have the pure, real deal approach to the kingdom of God and get hypocrisy out of our life. And hypocrisy is not just trying to deceive somebody, not just trying to pretend something, but it's going about it in the wrong way and missing the whole point that all glory belongs to God. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, the Westminster Catechism says this, the chief end of man is to glorify God. That means the main purpose of man is to glorify God. Now understand this. You don't have to earn God's love and acceptance. If you're his child, you've welcomed him into your life. You're not still trying to earn his love. You're not trying to earn his approval and his acceptance. You're in. But your life, the purpose of your life is now to glorify him. We don't want to be his son or daughter that never does anything that makes him happy. And again, we're not trying to earn that place, earn his love. But it is, it is really an, an issue of that is why we're here. Let's look at a couple of scriptures here. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. It says, or do you not know that your body, everybody say my body. That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God. You are not your own. For you are bought at a price, therefore, help me, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And then we see him in um, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. It says, therefore, watch this carefully, whether you eat or drink or help me out here or whatever you do, do all what? For the glory of God. You need to note that verse, whether you eat or drink or what? Ever you do. Now, I'm not, this is not the teenager. Whatever. This is whatever. This is if you bake a pie for your neighbor. This is if you training your children. This is if you do a project. You help somebody out in traffic. You're a brain surgeon. You're a pilot. 
you're a housewife, you're a school teacher, you're a pastor, you sing a song, whatever you would do, you hold the door open for somebody, you give somebody a break in the line at the grocery store, whatever, whatever, say it, whatever you do, this is the ground rules. What are you going to do? Whatever I do, I'm going to do to the glory of God. Will we get that right? No, we'll get messed up on that a lot. But if our hearts are right on the inside, then we're going to keep coming back and say, God, I'm sorry for that because I'm not going to rob you of glory. I'm not going to limit my reward to just a right now. Somebody said, oh, good job. We don't want to limit it to that. I want to feel in the now and in the future, the well done. And how many of you know when you do something and even if nobody else notices it or nobody gives you any recognition and you've done it from the right heart, how many of you know that right inside here you can feel that reward? You can feel that reward. That's part of the reward that you can't get in any other way. And then you know what? You've got reward coming in the future as well. Our whole purpose, listen, this is your purpose for life is to bring glory to God. We've thought it was to make the ends meet and do this and build a name for ourselves and all those things. But listen, whatever we do, whatever that we do, we're to do it to the glory of God. I pray at every service. I prayed at this service. Jesus, and our highest prayer is this, is that you would be pleased and that your people would be helped. Because let me just kind of wrap it up this way. In life, there are things that we do, the right things to do that are unavoidably public. And there are things that we do that are exclusively private. And all of those things pretty much fall within these categories that I'm either helping people or I'm doing something in devotion to God. And what you and I must stay focused on is this. Why am I doing this? And who's going to get the glory in doing this? And when that is our effort, you're going to have the help of God. You're going to have the reward of God. And you're going to have that in your life now. And you're going to have it in your life later. Pay attention to why. Pay attention not just to the what. Pay attention also to the how you do something. Because how many of you know that if you do your best for God, that's going to draw other people to God? And let me tell you, back to again, I know I still make mistakes. Um, we're still never going to perfect anything. But if our heart is, I want to do this to please you, I want to glorify you. My little grandson, Gavin, uh, he started a little uh, daycare, preschool kind of thing, a couple hours a week. And this week, I'm proud to tell you, he colored a bumblebee. Now, he colored it, but if you look at it with the wrong view, it's like, well, he didn't stay in all the lines. And he didn't finish it. He didn't color it all the way. But you know what? That's the way you color too. But he's proud of it, and he gives it to mom, and she's proud of it. And they send pictures of it to us, and we're like, yes! That kid is Awesome! Well, you know what? I believe this about our Heavenly Father, that anything that you and I would do, and I'm doing for Him, I'm doing this to run up to Him after class and say, I did this for you, that even if it's not complete, not all in the lines, and maybe wasn't the right color or whatever else, I think our Heavenly Father says, well done. Well done. But when we get that all skewed, And we're doing things so somebody would think we're something. 
So somebody might be impressed with us or something. I tell you what, that's really weak. And it doesn't fill. And and you get your reward. Jesus said it repeatedly right there. He goes, there you go. You got it. You got your reward and that's all you're going to get. Folks, let's live in such a way. Live in such a way that the things that we do that are unavoidably public or exclusively private to help other people and to live in devotion toward God, let's make sure that we're doing it in such a way that will bring him glory. Let me read you one last verse and then we'll quit with this. Matthew five sixteen. we read it earlier. Let your light so shine before men so that they may see your good works keep going and glorify your Father who's in heaven. Amen? Why should we do this? Well, because Jesus said we should do this. And I'm going to tell you else, what else. This is the only way to live because this is the main purpose of your life and my life. Amen? Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.